The following audio content is a talk given at the Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theinnseattle.org. So another way that we th- I, can, I think about the Trinity and another way to understand this idea of one God but three different parts is to look at this timeline of creation and look at... Um, we're going to start with kind of a stick figure version of the Bible. So I'm going to pull this guy over. All right. So um, first I'm just going to explain this, and then we'll sh- we're going to go and look at how the Holy Spirit fits into this map. So in the beginning, there's creation. You know that. Um, and that was followed by the fall where sin entered into the world. And when the fall happened, the Lord, ever since the fall happening, God had two things he wanted to do. He wanted the world to know his love, and he wanted to restore and redeem and make, bring everything back to wholeness. So the first way um, that he decides to do this is to use these people, Israel, this group of people. And he says, you are my chosen people, and I'm going to choose you guys to show my love to the world. So you know my love, and your job is to... Make it known to the world. They'll know you by your love, and your job is to just begin to redeem and restore this world. So Israel, and this is basically the whole Old Testament. So the whole Old Testament is about Israel and how they do this well at times, and they, they fail at this times, and just the struggles that they have with God and faith. So then God sends Jesus, the ultimate rescue mission, and he redeems what happened at the fall, and he and he shows us this picture of love, where here, the Israelites, they knew God loved them, and they were trying to live that out. Jesus comes and he says, this is what love looks like. This is what love is. Love is serving, washing the feet of the people who serve you. Love is caring about the people that no one cares about. Love is ultimately giving your life for someone. So Jesus comes and he lives out this picture of love, and you also see him living out this idea of redeeming and restoring and healing. As he walks around, it seems like everything he touches becomes whole and renewed and refreshed. And, um, and you see him living out the, the thing that God wanted to happen since the fall. But then you see Jesus is obviously not here anymore. He leaves, and he leaves the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he leaves with us and empowers us through the Holy Spirit to, one, understand that love, and two, to, to live it out. So now our job is to continue the work of Jesus to redeem and restore this world and to declare God's love to people. But the Holy Spirit was not just something that came, and that is until Christ returns again, whenever that is. I don't know how long. So we live here. Um, But the Holy Spirit was not just here in this part of time. The Holy Spirit has been here since creation. It says in Genesis chapter 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So even from the first moment, you hear and you read about the Spirit of God, and that the Spirit was there. And then, in the Old Testament, it's prophesied that, which just means they said that the Spirit's coming. So God was telling people, the Holy Spirit will come. And it says in Joel, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. So during this period, they were talking about the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus goes on to talk more about the Holy Spirit. But very truly I say to you, it is for your good that I'm going away. 
Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. So you see Jesus right before he dies. He says, don't worry, someone else is coming, and it's even better that they come than than I'm here with you. And then in Acts 2, you see the Holy Spirit descend upon the people. And it reads, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like blowing a violent wind came from the heavens and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that, separate, f- fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So then you see the Holy Spirit come. Um, and I think when I was looking at this, one thing that stuck out to me was when Jesus says, it's better for you that I leave and send the Holy Spirit. Because I think, I look at this and I'm like, Why, how the heck is it better that Jesus is not here? Like, I would love it if Jesus was here. It would make it so much easier. I would know this is real. I would know what I believe is true. I would know how to love. I would know the answers to my questions because God would be right here. So how is this better? And I think that there's two things that stick out in my mind. The first is uh, this idea of a relationship where when the Holy Spirit comes, we are now allowed to go into that relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I picture that You know, when Jesus is getting baptized and he comes up out of the water and if you were standing on the bank of the shore, you'd see God, you'd see Jesus there. You'd see the dove ascending and you'd hear the voice of God, but you would be watching this and you wouldn't actually be involved in that or feeling that or experiencing that. And then it's kind of like if you're also thought of this, if you're watching like a chick flick and you go in there and there's cute boy, cute girl, and you're watching this romance happen and you're, you're. If you're a girl, you're maybe daydreaming and hoping that that happens to you someday. And if the boy, you're probably daydreaming too. But it's <laughs> um, anyway. So, but you're not involved in it. You're not there. You're watching this movie. You're hoping that this will happen to you. You're hoping that someday you can experience this love and this adventure and this excitement that they are in the movies. And I feel like now that the Holy Spirit has come, that we are able to experience that. It's like you're. You're actually in the relationship, not just watching it. You, you get to feel the love and the joy and the peace that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit experience within each other, within that trinity. And I think not only do you experience that love or have the opportunity to do that, but you also, I think because we're in this relationship, we begin to experience the same uh, aches and pains that God has for the world, the same way that he desires for wholeness and desires for reconciliation and for redemption, I think we begin to feel that as well. And I think that that's some of what stirs us when we see people, we want to stop and help them. When we, when we have a broken relationship, we want it to be whole again. And I think the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is that it helps us to, to do that. It gives us wisdom or it gives us truth or words or images or ways that we can actually do these things. And the second thing that I think Jesus might have been talking about when he said that it's better that I leave is that the Holy Spirit can help connect our head to our heart. I think there's so many things in the Bible that I read and I'm like, what the heck? I do not experience that. There's stuff about, you know, peace that surpasses understanding or I'm content in all circumstances or even sometimes the feeling of God's love. And I think that those are things that I can know up here. Like I can know God loves me, but I don't always know, you know, that God loves me or I can know that God 
I can trust God, but I, I know that he's trustworthy, but I don't always feel like he's trustworthy. I can know that, you know, there is peace that surpasses understanding, but I don't know that. And I think that this has always been confusing and frustrating sometimes. And I'm like, God, why can I know things and not know them? And I think our generation is very intuitive to when people are real and when people are fake. And I think that one thing that turns a lot of people off to religion is when you see people, you know, say a lot of things, but you, you can tell that there's some disconnect between what they're saying and what they're experiencing or feeling. You know, and I, I don't think God, you always feel it, you always feel the love or always feel the peace, but I think that there, the Holy Spirit can help make those connections happen sometimes. And I think that that is, is what we desire. So now we're going to look at this, just a little question up on the board. And just take a oh, thank you. moment and kind of see where you guys would, what you would answer on that. And I think that this, did you guys all, can you guys all read that? Okay. I think that this, uh, these three, A, B, C, um, I think when I started thinking about the Holy Spirit about a year and a half ago, I think I was for sure A, where I was like, what is the Holy Spirit? What does that even mean? And I had asked a mentor, and they had told me to look up every verse about the Holy Spirit in the Bible. I was like, really? Can you just tell me what it means? So it's taken a long time, and I still haven't figured it out. But I've gotten a little bit closer. And the way I've seen myself move from A to B, or B to C, or wherever I am in the midst of that is... Um, I think it's something like, you know when you talk to someone and they're like, oh my gosh, did you see Johnny's eyebrow? It's like, always does this twitchy thing. And you're like, I have never seen Johnny's eyebrow twitch. And then every time you see him, all you see is like the twitching eyebrow. <laughs> or if you're, there's like a new fashion trend and you're like, oh my gosh, have you seen those like new shirts? They're cropped and baggy. And you're like, I have not seen them. And then you walk down the street, all you see is cropped baggy t-shirts. And for me, the Holy Spirit has, it's kind of been like that where, where as I begin to recognize it or as I begin to see it, it kind of just starts popping up everywhere. So it's not like it was something that's new, but it's just understanding what it looks like and where it is, and, and that's how I have begun to transition from A to B. And I guess the last thing is just why do we care? Like why does it matter if we know the Holy Spirit? Why does it matter if we discover this? Why do we want to move? Why do we want the Spirit to be more a part of our lives? And I think one thing that has stuck out to me all year is in Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit being peace, joy, love, a lot of other things. But I just think of those first three things, and I'm like, peace, joy, and love. Like, if I could experience those three things for the rest of my life, would there be anything else I'd actually want? If I was constantly experiencing peace, joy, and love, like, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't know what else there is that I'd want. And I think that there's a lot of things in our culture that tell us that these other Things are going to bring us fulfillment or happiness. But I think what we truly crave is peace, joy, and love. We crave these things that are showing us that the Spirit is in us. And I think what we're craving, I mean, ultimately is God and that relationship. But I think that the Holy Spirit is a huge part in that, um, in that journey. So in the next four weeks, we're going to get a chance to hear from, or three weeks, we're going to get a chance to hear from some other speakers. And they're going to be talking more about what does this mean for them to follow the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? Can you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? Um, so my hope, again, is that we can come back and we can think about these things this summer and know that this God that we 
we're trying to get to know better. He is incomprehensible, but he's knowable. And, and not to get discouraged by what we don't know, but to continue to, to ask God to show us new things and to, to help us to not only know stuff about God, but to transfer things into our heart and to know, know some of the fruit of his spirit. So pray with me. Dear God, um, I, I praise you that you did send the Holy Spirit, Lord. Um, and I pray that you will just help me continue to understand what that means and you will help Help us in this room find time to explore that in our lives. And God, I pray that our lives may be enriched and that we may, we may know the promises that you have promised us, not only in our heads but also in our hearts, and we may experience those things that you promised. God, uh, be with us the rest of the night as we continue in worship and just enjoy each other's company. I pray all these things in your name. Amen.